that's all film. Time speed is what it is. Uh, I take playing speed as a more important gauge than time speed. Me personally, I probably watch more film on him than any prospect that I could ever remember watching film on, ever remember watching film on. That's all film. Because everyone said, well, he ran real slow. It's an alert. I said, okay, well, games that I watched, I didn't see him get run by. It's an alert. With the 53rd pick in the 2017 National Football League draft, the Detroit Lions have selected Tease Tabor. Run. Back to his podcast. We're back on the waves. JP Shady was probably a little disturbed by the fact we had posted an episode in a little bit. Things are crazy. We're, we're you know we're just out here. We're not making the bucks. You know we, we've never getting, been getting crowd pleasers. We can. Um, so, but here we are. You know can't complain. We're back and we're going after interior defensive linemen today. Uh, that combine just got underway in Indy. Free agency is pending. A lot of big things happening in the NFL uh, at the moment. Even We can even talk about, too, Nick Foles going into free agency is a pretty big deal. Kyler uh, Murray coming in, uh, weighing over 5'10". Or yeah, over 5'10", and weighing over 205 pounds. Yep. It's got a lot of scouts' heads turning. How about yep. DK Metcalf having 1.6% body fat? I don't understand. <laughs> I, uh, you know, like, when you look at those super ripped dudes, they have, like, 4% body fat. He has one6 I think that's like a knock almost. I, I was telling Tommy and I said that last night. That might be like a red flag. <laughs> like that dude, that dude's body is almost like two. He also put up thirty pounds on the bench today. Him and Nikhil thirty Harry, reps, or twenty nine, and Nikhil Harry put up twenty seven. So wow, we, we got some big exes big dudes. in this class this year. Big dudes. Got Connor Ryan on the podcast. Connor, how you doing? Doing real good. How are you, Adam? We're decent. And Connor and I are taking a big trip to Canton on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Hall of Fame. A lot, wow. of big, a lot of big things planned in the coming weeks for the BJP boys. Does, does Connor I'll, – I'll we'll, we'll share it at the end of the show. Does Connor know the news? Or I, bro- gonna... I, I, slipped, I slipped the news okay. to him earlier. Connor knows the news. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we have news. a nice little, nice little tease coming for you right now. Big news dropping at the end of this podcast. If you're a BJP fan, you will be every bit of pleased <laughs> hearing this information. That's, that's how we're going to tease that. <laughs> um, Let's get into the D-tackles, shall we? Let's. Um, I kind of want to preface our conversation by starting with Jeffrey Simmons. Mm. Uh, Defensive lineman from Mississippi State. Had some off-the-field issues, but was generally regarded as possibly the number two defensive tackle behind Quentin Williams in this draft class. Um, And he tore his ACL. So that was really disappointing. Always hate to see when these guys – I mean, I remember – who was the cornerback from Washington? Sidney Jones. Yeah, I mean, all these guys, it's tough to see them go down. I mean, the draft process, too, it's crazy. I mean, these kids go from, you know, the college season right into preparing for the biggest, you know, night of their lives. And it's just a lot of times it's a lot on their bodies and stuff, and you just see them, you know, tearing ACLs, tearing Achilles. It's uh, too bad to see. So Jeffrey Simmons torn ACL. Probably going to knock him at least into the second round, I would assume. Yeah, and the good thing that I will say um, is that it's an ACL injury, which now obviously isn't as devastating as it used to be. And at that position, at D tackle, um, he should be able to bounce back and be the player that he was, you know, as opposed to Sidney Jones, who tore his Achilles, which is always a you know a different beast, uh, especially at the corner position. And so personally, I'm just going to leave him out of the of my rankings at this point. 
If you're um, going to, I do want to ask you, Clep, how much do you think the injury affect his, affected his draft stock, and how high can you see him getting drafted, and how low can you see him dropping? I mean, from like a talent standpoint, I think he could have been a top 10 pick. That wasn't really going to happen just based off of his off-the-field issue. He had a kind of a domestic violence, you know, I don't know, something where he beat a woman. It is. Um, and, I mean, the word on the street was that since that moment, on campus, I think it was when he was a freshman. He's been nothing but a model citizen, but I mean, still massive red flag. It also um, yeah, he was in high school when it happened. Okay, um, so yeah, it was even before yeah. he got so, to City State, but so uh, he probably was going to go top twenty, though I would assume. I mean, a, a spot I really like was liking for him was maybe Cleveland at seventeen. Yep. I mean, a team that isn't really afraid, obviously, with the Cream Hunt thing to take a risk on a dude. Um, so I, I think he was definitely going to go top 20, but for sure now, um, mid, mid second round pick because of the injury. I actually, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if a team trades up for him in the first round or a team like Oakland, maybe even takes a flyer on him just in red shirts and for a year, just because of the talent that he is. Uh, that's just my, uh, yeah, but it's just like what we've seen in the past. though with guys like Jalen Smith, yeah, I mean, he's going he day two. Be a, he's going to be a top 10 pick and they could just go day two. You know, we even saw kind of miles Jack as well. These guys just don't really go around one if you get that. Especially for a team like Oakland. Injury. I don't know if you have the luxury of taking a first-round pick on someone who's not going to be playing this year. Yeah. yeah. Just because mm-hmm. you need the, you need those that impact. But just to, for to, on Tommy's point, just saying how much of an impact player he is. And like you said, Clep, a possible top ten pick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for excluding him from this uh, – from from the uh, the list we're all about to go off of, if you guys are. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to adjust because he was my number two guy. Uh, wow, in. Tommy yeah. had him at two. I I, th- I don't think it's that uncontroversial. If you no, look no, at, I know, I know, I'm just saying, you know. You big... look at uh, when you look at his tape, man, just ferocious, just and he's you know mixed with his size, he's at six three, three hundred pounds, and just the a lot of uh, Fletcher Cox comparisons I saw. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the same school. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a violent uh, disruptor. But let's get let's get down to it, guys. Tell me, just kick us off. Cool. Um, I got Quinn Williams at number one. I'll be shocked if there's any uh, dissent there. Uh, I mean, despite the fact that he kind of had a breakout year this year, his tape was just so good and his production was so good, and he was such a disruptor. Uh, and I think the Aaron Donald comps are you know, valid to a certain extent, as much as that can be a valid comp. Uh, and then at number two, I have Ed Oliver, who uh, I think is super interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see you know, how he runs at the combine and, you know, what his athleticism, I mean, it just went on tape, his athleticism pops off. Um, so, and I think he has a lot of versatility on, on the D line. And um, then at three, I had Christian Wilkins from Clemson, uh, who I just think is a great leader and might not have the talent of the other guys, but the intangible is there with what he'd be in, he'd be in the locker room and just the championship pedigree and being there and being an impact player as a freshman at Clemson. Uh, I have him at three. I think he's a great character guy. Uh, and then at four, I have Charles Amenahu from Texas, who's a very uh, versatile lineman, can kind of play up and down, kind of you know fits that mold of that Patriots and I guess now Lions uh, edge maybe with an undersized guy, but has really good hands and a good motor. Uh, and then my number five guy uh, is Draymond Jones from Ohio State, uh, who I like a lot and uh, is a nice athlete at that nose tackle or three technique position. Um, but I mean, you can keep going on. We didn't mention uh, Dexter Lawrence, who I'm sure one of you guys might have. But this is a great class. Yeah. Um, I'd like to share my list real quick because I have a kind of I don't know if maybe Tommy didn't even have this guy uh, on his top five, and I have him at number two. I, mean, I have Quinton Williams number one, but coming at number two, I really love Christian Wilkins. I think this kid is just a stud. I mean, just a guy who 
you can bring into your building, you know, know that he's going to give you everything he has on the field and like obviously too off the field. He was a captain at Clemson, uh, just a guy who I think is just ready for the league. Absolutely. So he's my number two defensive lineman. I got Ed Oliver uh, coming in at three. I, I, you know, Ed Oliver for me, he's obviously an athletic freak. Um, and he actually weighed in and his size is a little bit better than people thought at the combine. He's six two two ninety, Um, but just, I mean, he is obviously a little bit undersized, um, for the position. I uh, moved all around the place in the, at, at Houston in the American conference. He didn't exactly go up against great, um, offensive linemen there either. Uh, and he ends up on the ground a lot, which I didn't really like when I watched his film, just kind of always, I don't know, just ending, ending up on the ground a few times uh, more than I like to see, but definitely still a very good player. I, I would feel comfortable picking Ed Oliver from about pick number 13 on. Um, I don't really think he's a top 10 type of talent. Uh, and so at four, I have a Menahue that Tommy was talking about earlier. And then uh, number five, Jerry Tillery, baby. Get that ND swag. I'll let, I'll let Connor. I'm sure he'll be in Connor's list. I'll let Connor expand that a little bit more. Well, just for the audience, uh, I did have uh, Christian Wilkins in there. Oh, so. I'm sorry. It's okay. I missed it. It's okay. What did you have him at? I had him at three. Oh, okay. My bad. No, you're good, mate. Yeah, 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 I had Wilkins at two, the same as Adam. I also okay. had Williams as one. So there's pretty much unanimous agreement so far there. Um, after that, I had uh, actually uh, I had Lawrence coming in. I mean, with him, it's just 340 pounds. I mean, you can't beat that. I'm not a big fan of his. He's a big – I mean, he's going to be a guy that's a run stopper. He's not going to get after the quarterback. I think he had like 1.8 I'd like to clarify that point. I'm not a big fan of like where he's been going in mocks. Like I think if you took him in the first round, even the second round, that might be a mistake. Why? I guess. I don't know. For me, it's not necessarily placing where exactly they go. It's more It's more just my feeling on where they're at. Like I, this I, don't, out. I guess the precursor to that, after Lawrence, I have uh, Tillery as well. And then I have my last one. My four, I think? Five. Oh, that is five for me? Well, then, uh, yeah, then I don't even have Oliver on my list. Cause I have t- or Gary. That was my other one. It was Rashawn Gary I have in there. I don't have Oliver on my list because I view Oliver, at least when I've been reading about him, is one, I don't really like him coming off the injury thing. Two, the talent that's already been discussed. And then three, just I think he's coming in a little heavy at the six at the six two mark. The measurements I had on him, obviously Adams are correct because is the combine, but I had him six three, two ninety one. So that means he's an inch shorter and a just a pound lighter. I think overall he's overweight and I think he's gonna be moved to end at some point. I don't really think he's gonna play He's trying to be a nose guard in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, well, if I can, I completely agree with you. I could see him uh, being edge. Uh, but uh, I don't know if we want to talk about Rashawn Gary because I was, I'm classifying him as an edge. Obviously, he got more production, mm-hmm. uh, and when he got bumped inside, his his usage. I mean, he's one of those guys uh, that just he's guards have trouble with him because he's so athletic and so explosive, and he kind of basically has one move that bull rush move. Uh, so I can see where you would try and move him uh, to the inside. But as Klepp and I like to say, let him fail on the outside and move him uh, inside. Uh, because I just think Rashawn Gary has yet to run. And, I mean, by the time this airs, maybe he will. But I'm expecting him to really – the word is that he's going to blow up the combine and run, you know, a 4-6 at, you know, whatever his size is, 6-3, 6, six or six five two eighty or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be an interesting case. But 
if I were to uh, position him as an interior defensive lineman, I think he would probably be uh, – geez, man, that's tough. He would probably be number three for me or something like that. <clears throat> uh, I'll round this one off. Very, very boring. We're all on the same guy, number one. As I'm sure everyone who has studied uh, the draft process knows, Quinn Williams is kind of the unanimous number one guy. I had him at number one, too. Uh, Clap. One of the last things I said to you out on that smoker's porch was, I like this guy, Christian Wilkins. He's, yep. starting, to, he's starting to grow on me a lot. He's been kind of, my, uh, uh, if the Lions don't draft Kyler Murray, which is which would be my preference, Christian Wilkins <laughs> is the guy I'd like them to go with. I think that he's a guy like you guys. You guys have already kind of touched on all these things, and I agree with mostly everything you've said. So Wilkins, leader, like Tommy said, intangibles. He's a big body, and he's a winner. So bringing him in, I think he's going to impact a franchise positively from the from the minute he steps foot uh, in that franchise. And then coming in at three, I had uh, Ed Oliver. Uh, Connor, I, I agree with what you were saying about him being a tad bit small and overweight, but I just think in sheer athleticism, he makes up for it. This is a guy who played linebacker in high school, and Tommy and I had an argument about it. I don't necessarily agree with him, but Tommy said that he can play uh, any position in the front seven as his career goes on. And... I don't fully agree with that, but at the same, I don't think he could cover. I don't think he could, is going to be a good pass coverage guy. But in terms, no, of, no, no. But I'm saying he could lose weight and, and, yeah. and get moved outside backer. I could see him doing that realistically and having an NFL career doing it. I think he's a really good athlete. He's a sure tackler and he's physical. And uh, you know, I think from from what I watched on film, he seems to be a, have a pretty high motor and be a pretty solid leader. Coming in at fourth, I had Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. Uh, I liked him a lot, uh, dude. With Cannons for arms, great bull rusher, uses his hands well, and seemingly was disrupting in any Notre Dame game I watched. And then at fifth, I, I have Rashawn Gary strictly as an inside guy. I don't really see him having an extremely uh, fruitful career on the edge. I don't think he really has, is really great at any one thing enough to excel as an edge rusher. I don't think he's going to blow up the combine. I'll be, uh, I guess, pleasantly surprised if he does, seeing as he went to Michigan and I'm a fan of them. But I just don't see Rashawn Gary uh, really making that big of an impact off the edge. And I see him as an interior D lineman. And I honestly genuinely think he might be a little bit overrated at that position. I mean, the guy had a lot of uh, hype coming into Michigan. He was a five-star recruit. Number, had a high, one, number one overall recruit. Yeah, five-star recruit. Uh, had, a, had high expectations for him coming to Ann Arbor. And, you know, he had an impactful career, but they never really got it done. And I, I think that Gary, you know, I, I don't know the guy personally, of course, but – a lot of his uh, uh, a lot of his game showed signs of immaturity, and I, I know he might be a little young for the class, but I think he might have a lot of growing up to do. And there were a few small red flags about Rashawn Gary watching him all year that simply just made it so that I, I I had the hypothetical in my head, you know, for Michigan, who would I rather have up front, Tillery or Gary? And I, I genuinely thought Tillery, so I put Tillery at four and Gary at five to round up my top five. Yeah, Gary definitely has some some hot and cold motor moments. Yeah, totally, definitely. totally. And I, well, doesn't Tillery kind of have a similar similar concerns, Connor? Didn't he? I mean, he was a big freshman. I, rem, I remember in the Showtime series that was his freshman year, and he uh, was like very highly touted. And then this was kind of his breakout year as a senior. Um, I just I, I read that he this was kind of a big year for him after kind of underwhelming for the, for the past three years. Is there any uh, truth to that, Connor? Yeah, he actually has probably, it's weird, they're not really bad concerns, but he has probably the most concerns out of almost any player in the entire draft. He's a concern for just about everything. I know against like the USC game, the year Notre Dame went 4-8, and eight, he's had issues with stomping on players, sort of reminiscent of Ndamukong Sue. Usually it's when points in games like Clemson, he hit Lawrence late in the playoff game. 
these are all after the games are already 30 points over, but still it's something you don't like to see, especially the Clemson game. It's a senior in your last game. You don't really expect a roughing the passer on another team's quarterback well after. He also has concerns kind of for having a brain. He's very he's into politics. He's a he's a rocket science major. He like he's a really bright guy and he talks all over the place about different things. He's not very politically active on social media, but they said like he also had problems with being like a team leader. It's just kind of, it's just kind of a list that goes on and on and on. And stuff he's tried to rectify. He wasn't a captain as a senior, which is unusual for a player of that caliber to be a senior and not be, be a captain. Be as smart as he is, like you say. Yeah, and it's just just kind of he's just kind of got some weird quirks to him. I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be really that major. He put out on his Twitter how he was asked. He, the question he gets the most, he said at the Combine, has been, do you love football? That's been the main thing. And he he personally said he hates that question because he said it's mostly because they're asking about because he has such good grades and things like that, whether he's really fully committed to the NFL or not. But we'll see. He hasn't been too outspoken, so I still think, I don't think it's going to affect his stock at all. But it is something for some teams to keep in mind. You want more of the robot kind of football player. Um, is there any other guys that – you guys want to just throw throw some names out there because yeah, I, I want to get into about. some like sleepers here, and this yeah, is where totally. the back judge really thrives, throwing out these these deep boys. <laughs> and um, I have personally, I have three guys. I think one of them Tommy has, so I'll, I'll let Tommy take that one. Um, but I want to bring up uh, Terry Beckner Jr. Mizzou D line Zoo. Uh, you know that program just turns out you know these these maulers along that defensive line. Um, and I really just like his game. I mean, obviously he struggled with some injury stuff, but, you know, five-star recruit kind of a thing where it's, you know, the talent is, is pretty immense there and it might be definitely worth, you know, day, you know, day three, fourth round type of pick for, for, you know, a guy like him. And then really deep sleeper is, uh, Armin Watts from Arkansas. Uh, he's a guy who really came on strong his senior season for the Razorbacks had like seven sacks last year from the interior. So I always really like – I think he's really good pass rushing ability. Um, he played really well against Bama. So if you go watch that Armin Watts-Bama tape, he played really, really well against them. So those are kind of my two two guys that I have, I, I have an eye on for possible day three selections that could actually pay off uh, pretty big for a team that takes them. Yeah, Klepp, I'll piggyback off of you. I got, I got three guys I'd like to talk about. Our, our mutual one was – Dale and Mack, I'm under the impression of, who was yes, sir. former five-star, I believe top five guy, Went to was one of Kevin Sumlin's big guys uh, that he brought into Texas A&M, and really had a super underwhelming career until the new regime, Jimbo Fisher, came in this year, and he kind of was reinvigorated a little bit. And, I mean, right now I see him listed at six, six foot 320, and he's just an explosive athlete who, at the very least, is going to be a nice rotational piece who has size that can bring in some explosiveness to the middle. Um, and just has a lot of potential. Uh, and then another guy I wanted to talk about was Gerald Willis, who's another guy who was a uh, five-star recruit, I believe, coming out of high school and went to Miami. Is uh, <laughs> a, a, a little undersized. Uh, he's listed at Land, six. Landon Collins' cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now you know. He's listed at 6'2", 280, but just kind of has a little bit of a mean streak to him, some inconsistent tape. But these are all guys that you kind of just have the – athleticism in there and, and you might want to take a, a flyer on in the later rounds and then my last one is Kalen Saunders from uh Western Illinois the D tackle I don't know a lot about this guy but I, I've seen him do these backflips clap I don't know if you've seen yep. he's just is yep. another guy who from a small school he's listed at six foot uh 318 but just has some freak athletic ability that I know that a lot of teams uh are going to be uh interested in he reminds me of uh, PJ Hall yeah 
or from Sam Houston. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. For the Falcons, right? Or yeah, yeah like the six foot. You know, no, he yeah. plays for the Raiders. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm gonna but, go ahead um, and throw another name out there: Isaiah Bugs, uh, yep. defensive lineman from Bama, and he's not necessarily a deep sleeper. This no, is a guy. He's, I he's see, a higher ranked guy. I, but, yeah, I could see him going day two, but kind of played second fiddle, fiddle a little bit to Quinton Williams, but still an effective player. I want to say he's what six six four, nearly three hundred pounds. Yeah, two, um, yeah, six four. 300 pounds. Just about. an impact guy from that Bama defense. I know that uh, you know it's it's hard to scout that defense because of how many good players they have. But I think Bugs had enough good tape and and was noticeable enough on some of Williams' tape to uh, to take a second round pick on. And he's he's a guy I like coming yeah. into the draft. He's kind of a Christian Wilkins s not in, in terms of just the intangibles. And he was a leader there. I mean, he's been on. He's one of the leaders in that locker room and has been kind of a mainstay on that line through with Jonathan Allen through all these guys. Isaiah Bugs was always getting uh, some time. So. We've got a really good class. Connor, who do you have your eye on? For the D, for the D tackles, yeah, um, later I on. like Draymond in terms of a guy. I mean, he was kind of in people's lists. He wasn't. He didn't uh-huh. quite make mine. He was kind of a guy that it's I liked a lot list. watching. Um, personally, I liked uh, Anthony Johnson. I've heard a fair amount of buzz about from FIU in terms of just a late sleeper guy. But I think for most of the part, of the, you guys covered most of the guys. Yeah. Is there anyone you guys – I, I kind of talked about Dexter Lawrence and not being a huge fan of mm-hmm. him. Um, is there anyone I, that you guys aren't really big on right now? I guess my uh, – for that, I would probably say in terms – you know, uh, per capita, if you will, because it's like Rashawn Gary in terms of the hype he's getting compared to the hype yeah. that I would give him. I think that Rashawn Gary is a guy that I wouldn't take in the top 10 and, and maybe the top 15 depending on a need. Uh, I just think Connor and I were talking about it a little bit before the podcast. This is a really deep class and a really talented class. It's top heavy and deep. There's a there's a lot of guys up top, a lot of selections, and I think Gary is plays uh, you know clearly plays second to guys like Wilkins, obviously Quinton Williams, uh, Ed Oliver, and you know I I just think that those guys those guys in my opinion are kind of the big three, and and, and Rashawn Gary for a lot of people he's in there big three, so to speak, and, and I really wouldn't even consider putting him in mind. So that would kind of be my guy that I'm not ex- exactly ecstatic about. Um, I mean, for me, I, I guess I'll take the opposite route, and I've seen Quinnen Williams dropping to like 10 in some mocks and dropping out of the top five, which I just think is asinine if that were to happen, especially to, uh, you know with the intangibles that he has uh, and the athletic upside. I think if he's there at eight for the Lions, I think they have to pick him, uh, you know, Regardless of need, I just think he's one of those impact players that comes in and uh, you know he's just a stud. You don't want to just because you have good players at a position doesn't mean uh, you can't get better. Shall we move on? Yeah, we shall. IOLs, baby. Woo! Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Is right. Uh, um, are we these, doing? These we'll, boys were uh, running around a little bit in Indy today. <laughs> Putting him on the turf. Getting loose. Kind of yeah. like Clep when he gets a couple of yaps in him. Yaps. <laughs> yaps. 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 Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how do you mispronounce yaps? You just said yaps. yaps. Hey, like, man, yaps, yaps. Either way, man, Clep is getting after it. Kind of like Clep chasing that deep ball, looking over his shoulder, trekking. That's what those linemen are running like. You know he's running in his dust. Yeah, not me. You, not me. Run the tape. We'll run the tape. Wicker Park, 2000, 2018, baby. <laughs> oh god all right let's get into some of these um interior linemen and uh, my big takeaway from this is oklahoma baby 
Oh yeah. All, <laughs> they got all three of their boys in this uh, in this class. Ben Powers, Drew Samia, and Cody Ford is uh, the number one, um, at least for me, number one interior lineman. Um, I just think I don't know. I just found it interesting that you know Oklahoma is not necessarily known as a powerhouse offensive line school like you know the Iowas and the Wisconsin's of the world. Um, but I, I guess just like talk about Cody Ford a little bit. Um, he's just like really a, an amazing athlete for his size. I mean, he's huge too. Six four, two hundred forty or two hundred or sorry, six four, three hundred and forty six pounds is an incredible size for a guard. Um, so he's my number one guy. I really honestly think he could be a top ten pick um, for a team that wants him. Uh, you know, for a team that wants to focus on running the football. Um, you could even see a team like the Giants, as much as I would hate it, you spring it on him at, at six, which would be obviously a pretty big surprise pick. But I, I think that he would be worth that type of selection. Um, number two, I have uh, Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. Just another really solid uh, inside guy. Should be a first round pick. And um, another guy I really think should be a first round pick is Garrett Bradbury from NC State. I think all of those three guys, Ford, Lindstrom and Bradbury, will all go um in the first round, I think recently you've seen interior linemen. I mean, last year the Lions taking rag now. Bengals took Billy Price. I mean, you've seen these interior linemen picks really – I mean, and even Quentin Nelson, you know. So you've seen these interior linemen picks um, really work out for teams, pre, you know, pretty nicely. So that, that would be my top three. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't go too, I don't go too deep, you know, with the interior O-line stuff. But Absolutely, Clep. I like that my... three. I was scrambling for four and five and looking down while, uh, while you were talking a little bit. Yeah. But I do want to emphasize Cody Ford. I'm going to go ahead and put in the prophecy now via podcast. He's going top ten, man. I think he's the number one lineman in this year's draft. I'm with you there, man. You're, you're with me? Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you complaining about? I don't know. Number one lineman in the draft, Cody Ford? Yeah. Right. Top ten. Williams. I think I O lineman. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's better than Jonah Williams. Absolutely, that's that's my oh, whole point. Is that? Oh, you you saying he's the first? He's gonna be the first. I, I, well, my my prophecy was that he was gonna go top ten. That's yeah. that was my prophecy. My other yeah. thing that I was gonna say to piggyback off that is that I think he's better than Jonah Williams, and I think he's going to go. I, I think he's my he's my number one lineman in this year's draft. You don't have to agree with me on that, but I'm saying based on what I've watched, I'm all over Cody Ford. I think he's. Um, as close as you can get to a sure thing since since Quentin Nelson last year. I don't think he's quite as effective as Quentin Nelson is, but I don't think that's necessarily a slight to Cody Ford in any way. Uh, I think he's a solid lineman. He's definitely my number one guy, and I think the prophecy speaks for itself there. Coming in at two, I'm with you, Clep. Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. Uh, strong player. Not too many bad things to say about him. And then I'm not going to put Bradbury in my top three, but I've been hearing that he's had an incredible combine. And I was reading an article about how he's won day, uh, the official day one of the combine. Garrett Bradbury has boosted his draft stock the most. I'm going to go ahead and put my guy Michael Jordan from Ohio State in at three. Uh, kind of a pick from the heart. A guy I watched a lot of in college and saw progress. Uh, coming out of high school, definitely wanted him to go to Michigan. He, he whittled it down to Michigan, Ohio State, and he chose the bad guys. But I'm not going to hold that against him. I think he's uh, extremely raw, rawly talented, and his feet if he can catch his feet up with him, then I think he can uh, be an effective, effective lineman on the next level. And also shout out Michael Jordan for visiting uh, our, our, our cousin Aaron Havens. Orthodontics, and, baby. Well, he, he was a client of our cousin Aaron in the dentist's office, so shout out Michael Jordan for keeping his teeth healthy. Plymouth, Michigan, baby. Holding it down, Michael Jordan, my number three lineman. Um, I guess I'll go next, and I think I can go five deep. 
And I, I with you guys, I have Cody Ford, uh, who uh, we I don't know if we said, but he played right tackle at Oklahoma, but really projects more to a guard. And Clap, I really like what you were saying about the Giants. Obviously, I mean, I I, don't, I think we all think that they probably should go with a quarterback, but if they really are committed to Eli Manning, I think pairing uh, Cody Ford and Will Hernandez as your two guards, just two big mean maulers, uh, and then that that would uh, you know pave quite the lanes for Saquon. I got Bradbury at number two. Uh, I know he played center at NC State, so uh, I I don't know if he he obviously could play guard at the next level, but this guy is just really athletic, has really good tape, really good technique, um, and you know is does really good in the run and the pass game. I got Lindstrom from BC at uh, number three, who's just another technically sound, really good guy, more of a run blocker from what I've, I've watched and read. Uh, and then at four, I got Elting Jenkins from Mississippi State, a center who is uh, a nice little athlete, has got some size uh, and speed. And number five, I'll hop on the Michael Jordan train with Lee. A guy yeah, baby, I like he, hearing that. He, uh, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan started at three years at Ohio State. Yeah, he State. did. He, yeah, I know he, that. He's been yeah, starting he for did. a while. Uh, Ohio he moved State. around that offensive line a little bit, too. Yeah. Ohio State uh, had Billy Price, obviously, last year, and Pat Eiflein the year before. They, they, they produced some nice interior linemen. So that's my uh, top five. But with the caveat, I will say that if Jonah Williams and Dalton Risner are playing guard at the next level, I would put both of them. I would put Williams ahead of Cody Ford and – Risner would probably be behind him. So I think this is a really deep offensive line class, and there's a lot of flexibility. I want to know why the, re- the, the you could hear a, a pen drop in this a pin drop in this room when I said Cody Ford was my number one lineman. I want to know why it was so so <laughs> blasphemous. Like, well, so blasphemous. God forbid I, I rank someone higher than Jonah Williams. I don't. I, I think Juwan. I've been liking this Juwan Taylor this tape coming up. This guy. Uh, He's been playing right Florida. tackle at Florida, and he had Martez Ivy across from him, who was another five star. But Jawan Taylor, man, I, don't, I mean, I know we're not talking about tackles, but this kid, 6'5, 300 plus, and he's just an anchor, is an athlete, and has that mean streak. There's just a lot of traits that you like. Fair enough. Spe- yeah, you know, now. We'll, so. we'll, get, in, we'll get into the tackle. We'll get into app, but, but needless to say, Clep and I are in that prophecy book. There we go. On the fine first date of March. You go, you boys are welcome welcome to join it as yep. an anti prophecy. Yeah, you can, you're, you're welcome to stamp your Speak name your there peace, if you wish. Baby. Speak your peace. <laughs> go ahead, Connor. Hey, go go for it, buddy. I also have uh, Ford as the first guy. I don't think, like Adam said, it's any slight to him with uh, with uh, Quentin Nelson. He's the highest paid rookie of all time for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, whether uh, he gets taken ahead of uh, the Bama kid. Cam slipping his name. John Williams. John Williams, yeah. Um, if he gets taken ahead of him, I don't know. I think the problem with guard is just valued less than the tackles in the NFL. Like when you saw Nelson and McGlinchey both going top 10, Nelson is clearly a better prospect than McGlinchey, and they both went just a couple picks apart. And it's more because, I mean, McGlinchey had a great year as a tackle, but he's not Quentin Nelson for sure. But uh, after that, I had Bradbury's, like Tommy did it too. And then, like Lee, I have Michael Jordan as my third as well, a guy that I liked a lot in college as well. At four, I didn't go super deep, so just a total bias pick. I have Alex Bars just in there. Yeah, baby. Like All the Notre that, Dame linemen pan out. Find me find me one. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see it. Well, and then yeah. he's listed as a tackle slash guard. Never watched tape on him, but we all know only one stat matters to me when it comes to O-linemen. So I have Ululi Lapahao from BYU. Oh, <laughs> Lapahao, three hundred and fifty-five pounds. <laughs> that is one large hunk of man. Right <laughs> yeah, there. You're gonna have to go around that one. No going through him. <laughs> well, I wanted to share with you guys this tweet that I saw today about Quentin Nelson. 
Uh, apparently last year at the draft, a team told him that they wouldn't draft him if he didn't run the 40-yard dash. And he said, turn on the tape. All I do is drive guys into the ground. If you can't figure it out, that's your problem. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's no. literally that – gosh. That, 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 I would love wrong. nothing more than to just be a rock-solid NFL draft prospect yeah. and, like, going to these dumb meetings. And, like, like you think of Deion Sanders, like, that team that was like, oh, we're, what, like, you know, what pick do you guys have? And they're like, eight. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Like, like just, like, not even give these people the time of day. Uh, I do quickly want to go back and, and drool over Michael Jordan a little bit with Connor. Any guy yeah. that can start in the Big Ten and at guard, especially for Ohio State for three years, deserves being in that top three. And then I appreciate you making the emotional pick with bars. Notre Dame lineman got a great pedigree in the league. So I like hearing yep. that. Do any of you have anything to say about Eric McCoy from Texas A&M? Because I've been I... seeing... I've seen some good things about him on Twitter. I have not really looked into him, though. Well, I've seen him being mocked in the first round. I saw the Packers taking him in, in one mock, and I haven't really got around Wasn't to looking at him. Uh, was he a I, think, I think so. I think he played both at Tambu, to be honest. I want to say he ran the fastest 40 today, too. Yes, yes. I think it's a, a pure athleticism. Uh, that's kind of what's been shoot, shooting him up. But he's listed at a 6'3", 315. So definitely oh. interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's... Pretty normal. Yeah. Well, like Quentin Nelson put it uh, better than, than I ever will, these combine uh, you know, tests, especially on foot, they don't they don't do much for me. Uh, when it comes to the linemen, the tape no. will the tape will do will, will do the talking. Uh, yeah, when it for comes sure. to the trenches, especially with these interior offensive linemen uh, coming in this year's draft. So I, I'm not going to try to act like I worked the tape all year, but I did watch a, a decent amount of college football, and, and you know I'm picking from the heart here. So, you know, we we got some similar lists. I think this was a you know a, an effective IOL app. What do you want to? Uh, what do you guys want to tackle next? You want to do um, want to do tackles and edge? Yeah, I'd be all like over that. that. I like Let's get, that. Get, right. the, get the front yeah. seven in, in out of the way. Front seven and yeah, five. I'm going to have to reevaluate Brian Burns after he weighed in at 250. Yep, Clep, that top 10 Burns heat is coming, baby. Oh, my God. It's coming. Um, if Brian Burns was a, ti- was a tight end, there would be nut all in Tommy's pants right now. He wouldn't <laughs> be able to control himself. There's nut regardless. What do you think there would be? Hawkinson? Shoot. Burns? Are you kidding me? Noah Font? Irv Smith? Elise Sternberg. We should just let Tommy do the tight ends episode solo. We should just let Tommy run it solo. Dax Raymond. Just get excited by himself. Oh, speaking of tight ends, the Wit Dog is back in Dallas, guys. Are we gonna talk about this or what? The first player Twitter ever made go to go back to the end. Yeah. Come out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. I saw something. It was like it was like we literally heard Jason Witten's CTE on television. Come <laughs> back. I'm gonna play. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna have the unpopular opinion. I think Witten would have completely hit his stride in the booth next year, and I think he would have been I don't, great. No. What I don't like about it is like you had this whole like retirement like press conference. Yeah. They made a video for you when you came back in the booth. Yeah, and now you're just going it's back. Just like, wit, man, he could he couldn't he he just loves the gridiron. Yeah, yeah, he, he hated the booth, dude. He hated the booth. He hated right. It. He hated it. Good he was him, bad man. at it. I'm happy for him. I am too. I really hope the Cowboys nab another tight end too, so they can they can get that tutelage under Wit Dog. So you're gonna overpay Earl Thomas and make him the highest paid safety in the league. I don't think they can afford that. That's another thing we can talk about is how Earl Thomas. Uh, 
Yeah. Really wants to go to the Cowboys, but wants 13 mil a year. So I don't know how that's going to work out. But yeah, you don't have it both ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially coming off two straight injury seasons. Yeah. I would like to go yeah. on a small rant about uh, about Kyler, if that's all right. Do your thing. Yeah. Well, he comes in and, and he's five. He's a little. He's a hair over five ten. Weighing two oh seven, looking like an NFL quarterback. Of course he is. Because he's an NFL quarterback. I don't know why anyone doubted him in the first place. And all these scouts are coming out and acting like it's a big surprise. What did you think was going to happen? The guy is preparing to be the number one pick in the draft. He knows he's the best quarterback in the draft. And he comes in looking like a quarterback. He comes in prepared. And all these pundits out there that are saying, oh, the biggest concern is baseball. The biggest concern is the fact that he's under 5'10". The guy is not even an inch shorter than Baker Mayfield. He's not even half an inch shorter. He's the same size as Russell Wilson. He's the same size as Russell Wilson. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of people. If you want to come up with a reason for why Kyler Murray is bad, come up with a real reason. Grind that tape. Come up with a real reason. Don't come to me with these half-assed reasons that are going to get disproven (laughs) a week later by his measurables or by the way he looks or whatever. I'm tired of it. The guy throws the ball beautifully, runs the ball beautifully, knows when to get out of bounds, knows when to slide. He should be the bona fide number one pick. And I'm tired of these. These people are supposed to be professionals that are getting paid for their job that are acting like surprised now that he looks like an NFL quarterback. This guy means business. And we've been saying it here for a while, Tommy and I at least, and, and I clap. I know you've, you've, been, you've been agreeing from afar. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying the, the, the hype train is no longer. It's just a train. That's all i got to say. It's just and, a train. And if I can add some fuel to that Check fire. that prophecy. <laughs> it was one week ago. It was a week and a half ago I made that prophecy. Kyler Murray would be the number one pick in the draft. I don't care yep. who's picking. 2-20-19. I don't care who's picking. And if, if I can add some fuel to that fire, there. I don't know if this is a Josh Allen to the Browns S smokescreen, but supposedly the Cardinals, the Kyler to the Cardinals is starting to pick up. And, of course you know, it is. We can have a conversation about it. It's perfectly in the Klings, Kif, King, Kif Klingsbury Oh, Jesus. And this Kingsbury offense. And especially if that means... And Rosen's out here crashing Teslas while Kyler's coming in looking like... And, he, and he's deleting his Instagram photos. Deleting posts. his Instagram photos. Like, are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> Kingsbury's a liar if he doesn't take Kyler. He said at Texas Tech he'd take him number one if he had the chance. Exactly. Well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to hold record. him to that because little did he know he'd be... I don't, even, I don't even think Cliff Kingsbury believed he'd be the head coach of the NFL <laughs> team next year. So... The fact no, he that he's didn't. the head coach of a he team sure and on top him. of that has the number one pick, I just think it might be fate <laughs> at this point. But uh, 5'10 and a quarter, 207 pounds, that's an NFL quarterback right there. And I'm just telling everybody, watch out. Watch out. Should we there's break no, that there's news? no quarterback like that dude in this draft. Yeah. Should we break that news? Let's break that. Clap, go ahead. <laughs> next Wednesday, BJ Blunt on the pod. On the pod. Interview. Exclusive interview. Let's go. Exclusive. Exclusive interview. Clap. Don't be modest here. Don't be modest here, buddy. Let's <laughs> give the people what they want. Give this the is a big get, and we're pumped for. about it. <laughs> say less. Episode zero, get. say less. <laughs> Clep, Much I think, love. I'm always available. I think, Clep, Clep, I think I might wear a suit to your house. Just saying. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I yeah. might I might be ready. I might just be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I might just be coming with some heat with a suit on. I might do my tie. I might have Carla says, do my says, tie in the I'm morning. looking forward to hearing the BJ Blunt story. Dude, I can't wait, says, man. Most definitely. And boy, does the guy just seem like a, a, a you know a Charles Woodson or a Charles Washington esque pro, professional, yep. top to bottom, consummate guy. Let's say wherever he goes, we may be getting ticks to that yep. spring training. <laughs> <or> just, <laughs> 
I'm all over the place here. We may be getting ticks. We, we may be coming to let's training Let's not care. jump a gun, but we are going to be in Canton in 2034 for that induction yeah. speech. We're not, that's the only gun that we will drop. There's not going to be much of a speech. He's going to go up to the mic and say, say less. We've been there. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Put that jacket on him now. Let me see that shrine. The anti-Ray Lewis, man. Ray Lewis goes on for 30 minutes. Yep. DJ Blunt just going go and tell, tell those doubters to say DJ less. DJ Blunt lets his play do the talking, man. He's got, yep. that, he's got that interior offensive line mentality where he likes, he likes, to, he likes to get – his nails are dirty. His nails are dirty. He stays in the mud. He likes to dominate you. He stays in the mud. Gritty player. He does his dirt. By, he does his dirt. He does his dirt. I love it. Well, so, that's, that's not a mic drop. I don't know what is. Yeah. Clap, I'm, I'm uh, going to put you on the spot, and when's this mock releasing, or have I missed it? Uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow? We're taking right, I'm going to join you. I got 2.0 in the works right now. Okay. I'm just yeah. not going to release one until I'm comfortable, so it's probably going to be yeah. mid-March. Connor? Oh, it's going to be late. Last year, I think I had two of the picks like wrong or something. I had to like, redo it. I had the long yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> that was terrible. So it'll be done a couple days in advance. <laughs> in case for that. But it's gonna be like, it'll be real life.